Welcome to Diamond Niners Weekly, week 13 of the 2021 season. We are live on YouTube late on a Thursday night talking about your nationally ranked Charlotte 49ers baseball team. As always, this is Nick, joined by Kevin. What's up, Niner Nation? Producer Brad. Hey, hey. And soon to be Coach Woody. The boys are off the field. It's, you're not going to be stuck with just us. We promise. Uh, practice has ended uh, about uh, half an hour ago, and they are on their way back. We've heard from from Woody. He's going to get to the hotel, get checked in, get settled in, and then dial in, and we'll bring him on as soon as possible. So until then, you're kind of stuck with us, but we'll we'll get we'll get Coach Woody in here for you just as soon as he's ready to go. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, if you're listening live, go ahead and chime in. Hey, we kind of need some things to talk about for a few minutes. So if you're listening live, what you got? Because <laughs> we're, you know, we kind we kind of need to fill some space here. I mean, we got some stuff, but you know, I mean, whatever you whatever you want to talk about is probably better than whatever we're going to say anyway. So go ahead and chime in in the chat function, say hello. Uh, also hit us up on Twitter during the show. Uh, go ahead and say hello. It makes this even more fun than it already is. So. All right, boys, um, we got a big weekend of Charlotte 49ers baseball ahead of us. We had a big weekend last weekend, uh, four-game sweep over Marshall, uh, senior day and graduation day, festivities on Saturday and Sunday, pretty cool weekend at the Hayes. Yep, and uh, the boys continue to get national recognition uh, again this week. Um, as we look at the polls for this week, I know Woody doesn't like to talk about this, but so we'll talk about it when he's not. Hey, yeah, let's talk about all the polls before Woody gets here. <laughs> and, yeah, projections polls and polls. and projections and, and all that stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Baseball America has us at 18. Uh, National Collegiate Baseball Writers Association had us at 18 as well. Uh, Perfect Game had us at 18. That's three at 18. Uh, USA Today Coaches Poll had us at 20th. The one Baseball Poll had us at 20th. And Collegiate Baseball had us at 24 in the country. So lots of national attention. Uh, Let me get into projections now, I guess. um, Yeah, let's go ahead and do it. So so we don't have to apologize for talking about it. (laughs) D1 Baseball had us projected as a two-seed in the Tallahassee Regional uh, going down to Florida State. They were the 16 overall seed. So um, that tells me that we're the two-seed in that that regional. tells me that we were one pretty close to uh, the host line in their, in their uh, projections. Um, and then in baseball America, they actually had us projected us hosting um, in Charlotte, um, hosting a regional as the uh, 14 overall seed. So uh, definitely exciting to talk about um, this time of year. Uh, excited, excited to be in the mix, exciting to be in the mix as far as uh, projections in the tournament at large biz and, and hosting. Uh, we haven't talked about that at all since in a long time um, as far as being a projected regional host. So, very exciting yeah, stuff. Yeah, it is great stuff. We've got some um, – and we, we've got some folks chiming in. So, uh, Feet Davis, what's up, Feet? Good to have you. Jimmy Touchstone, what's up, Jimmy? Uh, Brian McGowan says we are Gastonia bound, which we talk about that in a second. So, the the, the, the story is that – NCAA is supposed to put out a list of 20 
potential sites for hosting 20 and, and 16 of those 20 will wind up hosting the and Kendall Rogers D1 baseball is always on top of things says this list should be coming out like tomorrow morning so we might be just like hours away from this 20 uh 20 name list coming out um and the latest thing that was reported by Kendall who again is usually on really on top of things um that our bid, Charlotte's bid, included using the new ballpark in Gastonia, uh, the home of the Honey Hunters. Um, that's a brand new ballpark in downtown Gastonia. Um, so it sounds like maybe we're we're involved with with the ballpark in Gastonia. Um, Kevin, I'm going to let you shoot on that. I got to be honest with you. I got mixed feelings, but I, I mean. What, what do you, what do you say? Well, it, it'd be great to host. I mean, I'll be excited if we're hosting We're there's a Charlotte regional. I'll be excited about it no matter where, uh, where, where we're playing. Um, and like I told you, Gastonia is a lot closer than Tallahassee, a lot, a lot closer than Oxford, Mississippi. Um, all of our fans can be there. Our, our players sleep in their own beds. So, um, yeah, it would be nice to host at the Hayes, but, uh, understand some of the difficulties there. Hosting um, in Gastonia will be will be the next best thing, I think, and, and we definitely have a home field advantage, home uh, crowd at least. A lot of our family and friends could go see the Niners, and um, uh, it's a little bit bigger ballpark, so we put put a, put a few more eyes on the program. Yeah, and and the we were looking at this earlier today, and I, we were talking about this. Um, I, I think. What were the numbers, Kevin? I, I think that it was 5,000 capacity. That's what Brian's saying in, in the chat, 5,000 capacity. But seats was like, was it 1,800 seats? And the rest of that is either suites or picnic areas, or I think we have a beer garden or rail, standing standing room only, whatever, I think was was what got you to the 5,000. Um, I mean, hey, I, I know I'm with you, okay? I totally get it. I mean, that's if, – if it's do we go on the road as a two-seed to Tallahassee or could we host in Gastonia? Well, let's host in Gastonia. It just it, – it, you know, when you first hear that, you go, hmm, Gastonia. Okay. But, hey, I mean, I see you laughing, Producer Brad. I, I mean, I'm just being real here. This is – I'm not I'm not pulling any punches. I'm just telling you. It's like – I mean, on the upshot, okay, here's, here's, your, here's the deal. One, if we're hosting – that's fantastic. Okay. That's that there's no, there's no negative to that. And two, you know, I mean, there's Tony's ice cream in Gastonia. I'll be going over there to get some Tony's ice cream before we go to, to the Hayes and probably after, or sorry, the Hayes. What is that? What is the name of that ballpark? What are they calling that? Fuse. They call fuse. it fuse. Yeah. The, so um, we'll be going to Tony's for ice cream before going to the, the fuse ballpark. And then I'm sure we'll probably, you know, after a victory, uh, Going to get some more ice cream. I mean, no, I'm thinking. I'm thinking that's uh, that's old uh, Rob Dibble's neck of the woods. Uh, I think we'll be doing maybe a little tailgating prior and post in between. If we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves, which is natural for us, but um, that's what we do. If if Rob, if those of you who don't know, Rob Dibble's the guy that drives the Norbulence. If and he lives in Belmont. Um, Mark Cologne lives in Belmont, so. Belmont, Belmont's where all the respectable people live in, in Gaston County, apparently. 
and Rob, the respectable people and Rob. And uh, I'm sure we could get the normulence over to Gastonia. It'd be a short trip. Now, Jimmy, Jimmy Touchstone is saying that he was banned from cruising through downtown Gastonia in high school, and he hopes the statute of limitations has run out on that. I, I, Jimmy, what were you doing? Is what is, I think what you were doing would, would depend whether or not the statute of limitations has run out. Um, you know, <laughs> oh yeah. The, what, what are, depending on what you were doing is, is whether or not the statute of limitations, Brian McGowan's back. He's exactly right. Three years ago, we would have been happy to host a regional in Guam. Um, absolutely. I mean, I would be up for a trip to Guam actually. <laughs> I mean, that'd be cool. Why not? Oh, and Jimmy is from Belmont too. So there you go. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of Jimmy, speaking of Jimmy, uh, got to give him a shout out on the, on the, the baseball cards that he, he designed. Those, uh, 1981 tops replica niner edition. Those were, those are very sweet. Um, and if you, if you missed that, check our Twitter feed. Uh, we retweeted it and, uh, he did a fantastic job, uh, creating some baseball cards for all the Niners and the coaching staff, uh, to look like the 1981 top set. Fantastic work. Yeah. Go check that out. Um, Brian says we're how, we're getting spoiled because because it's me it's me Brian I'm the one I'm the one raising I'm the one wincing over over Gastonia it's me and I shouldn't I apologize but it's too late I can't take it back I already did it but still hey we're hosting we're hosting I yes Guam Guam included we'll do it I tell you what let's um let, let's start talking about last weekend a little bit. Because there's a couple things uh, to, to bring up here, non-baseball related, um, which, frankly, the important stuff. Um, the it was really cool to see not only the families come together this weekend to to uh, to uh, recognize the the graduates and the seniors. It was also cool to see not only Mike Kill but Chancellor Gaber come out uh, to the ballpark on Saturday to recognize uh, the guys on the team that graduated. So, and you know, we we all get speaking of being spoiled, we all get wrapped up in this. Uh, certainly, me included, um, about baseball and wins and losses. Um, but but in the middle of that, we still have to remember that these guys are are here in, in school. They're getting an education, and for a lot of these guys, well, for really for anybody, you know, that's that's a transformative kind of thing in, in terms of your life. Um, getting uh, getting credit towards a college diploma than getting ultimately getting a college diploma. So. Um, the, the guys that were honored on Saturday, graduates, Todd Elwood, Colby Bruce, Carson Johnson, Jackson Boss, Ryan Shanskowski, Jacob Whitley, Andrew Roach, Trey Starnes, Nick Turnbull, Matt Brooks, Craig Keichel. Those are, those are UNC Charlotte graduates. Um, so they, they have more in common with the three of us now than, than just Charlotte baseball. We all graduated from the same school, so pretty cool. Um, that's, that's, you know, that means something. Um, coming back on, on Sunday, we had senior day, recognizing Todd, Carson, Nick, Ryan, and Craig as seniors. Um, so really just all, all the way around, Kevin, cool weekend. Um, I always love that weekend every year because it, it's a reminder um, that 
this is about more than just baseball. Yeah, I always uh, love to see the picture of the coaching the coach with uh, the graduating seniors, and uh, it puts that on the the lead story for the story that day. It's pretty neat to see. Um, and and we we plan on doing a, a full all out senior show next week, more than likely, and get Woody to talk about all these guys in more more in depth. Um, but uh, we just wanted to touch on that the pregame ceremony stuff uh, from last week. It was really cool to see. Like I said, Chancellor and, and Athletic Director, and uh, glad they could put on a, a graduation performance or ceremony uh, for our players since they are in Houston right now and, and graduation is going on on campus uh, or commencement um, tomorrow, I believe. And they had one ceremony today, I believe, right? I think you're right. They split it up. They're, they're doing it at the, the football stadium, which uh, was really kind of cool. Um, Hadn't seen the the additional stands at at Jerry Richardson Stadium since what since the that well, they put them up the the app game right at the extra right, when we hosted yeah we hosted app so they they put up the temp stands over there uh, kind of really changes the look of the football stadium so that's that's something to look forward to when we when we expand uh, expand the football stadium but uh, really cool to you know it, it just it reframes the entire. Uh, your entire perspective of the stadium there. So it's cool to see that, but yeah, I guess they started um, may have started today, Friday and Saturday. So um, I may be mistaken. I think today tonight might've been the 2020 folks um, that came back. I think you might be right. They, that. they offered the, the folks last year, the, the, the May 2020 folks, the opportunity to, to, to come back. Um, well, I guess May and December, the people from uh, the commencements that would have happened um, the, the last two semesters. So good, good call on the university, by the way, to go back and, and, and let those people uh, give those people the opportunity to do that. So really cool stuff. Um, awesome to see uh, so many people getting the opportunity to, to kind of have their moment, you know, and congratulations to all the graduates out there. So really cool stuff. So that was going on out of the haze. And then we had we had this four game series. I mean, we talk a little baseball. We'll get Woody's perspective when when he gets in here. Um, kind of a Ke- Kevin, would you call? Am I okay calling it a potential trap weekend where you're bringing in a team that that had shown that it could win some games? They split in Ruston with Louisiana Tech uh, on paper, a team you were supposed to beat, but still you know, that's, that's why they're traps. Um, and the Niners did what they needed to do, um, and, and took care and took care of business and got four wins. Yeah. They, like you said, they, they did exactly what they needed to do. Um, they got behind in a couple of games and then bounced back. They always responded. Uh, every time they were down, they came back already. And it wasn't the same person every time it was, uh, it was multiple guys get it done both on the mound and, and at the plate, um, they show that resilience that they've shown all year um, in these conference games. Uh, it's, it's tough to sweep a team four games, no matter who you are. You play in four straight games on a weekend. Um, you're only so teams are only so deep on the pitching mound, and weather's starting to get a little warm too. It's it's tough. It's tough to win four games, and then and the Niners have I think we was swept four series this year. Yeah. 
we, we uh, haven't so that, sweep, that, we didn't sweep western western kentucky and we didn't sweep um uh, uh utsa those were those were three ones those were series that we won but didn't sweep uh and then old dominion right but yeah like i said it's uh tough to get those four games sweeps uh, i'll be glad to be back to three game series uh, I, i'm guessing next weekend that Against UNC Wilmington, the three games that it's going to be odd. Yeah, that's scheduled for three games, so it, you know, see what happens there. But that 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 series would be three. Um, I'm not going. I hope the conference keeps the the four game. Or sorry, the 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 division no. play. I hope they keep the division play. I hope they do away with the four game. Uh, I think the East West format is is beneficial. Um, but I think we could do without the four game weekends right i i totally agree i think um after that first four game weekend i was done with it so <laughs> i'm glad I'm, I'm glad we're getting back to three next year and and yeah the divisional the divisional thing is, is it works out i mean i like the fact that we've only made two plane trips this year i guess one and a half plane trips um <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh gosh, they've been. Oh man, I'm not even gonna say that. I'm not even gonna say what I just thought. I almost said it. No, let's let's move on. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even gonna say that. But yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that they've only had to make two fly, take two flights to play this year. That's, that's, we haven't had that before. Um, yeah, the, the regional conference thing and they're in the regional division play. I like that- it. That four game that four game set is a long weekend at the ballpark for the fans. Imagine playing in in four. You know, I mean, I, I think I think overall, um, if if we're being honest, that that conference, I, it's going to be good preparation for conference USA schools um, for the postseason. But I, I think across the across the board, conference USA programs probably a little tired right now. I agree, and I think that's the reason that uh, the conference put in that week off between the end of the regular season and, and the, um, the tournament. Um, some teams have scheduled games like we, we scheduled, um, you went to Wilmington. I think, uh, ODU is going down to La Tech for two games prior to the tournament. I'm not sure who else is hosting or, or playing games next week, but, um, it's, it, they left it up to the, the, the institute, different institutions to, uh, to, um, Decide if they wanted to play that week or just rest. So we'll see how it works out. Um, I know every conference USC team has been battle tested, and like I said, they are ready to go into a tournament, into a regional uh, with pitching depth, uh, playing four games on a weekend. What is it? They played with fourteen, and I don't know how many innings, but uh, that's a lot, a lot of innings on a weekend. Yeah, it's too late for that. Too late um, for all that. Yeah. Hey, so uh, I don't, I don't know. It, my my three Panthers is chiming in here. I she says sweep. I I don't know if she is celebrating last weekend's sweep or predicting this weekend's. Maybe both. I don't know. I'm I'm sure she'll she'll clarify here in a minute. But um, sweep. That's the message. And by the way, I mean I'm for that. I'm I'm for last weekend's sweep. I'm for this weekend's sweep if that happens. Whatever. I, I like it. Let's do it. Um. We can talk a little bit about, um, uh, you know, here, here's what I was, here's what I saw last weekend that I liked. Okay. Let, let's, let's, let's do it this way. Um, 
we saw performances from, of course, Austin Knight. Knight does his thing. He's almost talking about getting spoiled. Brian was talking about me, me getting spoiled with, with uh, hosting, hosting sites. I think we've all gotten spoiled with Austin Knight because he's just, he's just raking and, and it hardly even, I mean, you just, you're just used to seeing it. He just does it and does it and does it. It just, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, okay. You know, he did it again. Um, Gino's been on fire. Gino stayed on fire. Uh, McKeithen. Lou James. You know, Lou James. I mean, Lou James, LG3. Thank you. LG3. Um, it continues to just be impressive as I'll get out. Um, McKeithen had another, I, you know, I keep, I, I keep bringing McKeithen up as like a, a underrated or unsung hero. I, I don't know. Maybe I said it so much that he's not unsung anymore. Um, but McKeithen has, has got the bat going in addition to, uh, his work behind the plate. So that's, that's been great. But here, here's what caught my attention last weekend, Kevin, I'll let you, let you chime in on this or, or, or offer your own, um, <clears throat> We're at that time of year where different guys, you need guys to emerge. And um, Trey Starnes started that in Chapel Hill, and he continued that this weekend. Um, Trey Starnes uh, got the start on Sunday, um, made a relief appearance before that, and then got the start on Sunday, did the job in both cases. Um, Nick Turnbull, Nick Turnbull had been away for a while or, or had not, we, Nick had not been on the mound for a while uh, in, in live action. And suddenly there he is on Sunday. And I'll have it right in front of me. I just pulled the box score, but I mean, he just, he was the key in the middle, in the middle innings of that, where he just came in and shoved for like four innings. Um, I mean, four just out of nowhere. yeah. I mean, he just, he just can't, you know, you bring a guy, he's it's, it's senior day. He's a senior. You bring him out of the pen. He has it. He hasn't been in, in a game in a little while, in, in several weeks, and he just shoves. You know, I mean, it's that time of year where people have got to do that if, if you're going to be successful. Because we mentioned this last week. If you go down to Ruston or a regional, whether that regional is in Gastonia or Guam, when you get to the last day in Ruston or at the air force base in Guam, it's not going to be, it's not going to be your ACE pitching. It's going to be Trace Darns, Nick Turnbull, you know, it's going to be somebody like that deeper, deeper in the, uh, in the mix. That's going to have to go out there and get the job done for you. So it's great to see those guys doing that. Yes, I totally agree. It's uh, that time of year, like I said, guys stepping up and like we mentioned, those four game weekends uh, give you an opportunity give you an opportunity to uh, for those guys to see more um, critical innings uh, in a weekend. I'm going to, I'm going to shut up now. We got a special guest on the line. Ghost, how's it going? <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> oh, you, you just saved the audience. They've, they've been very kind helping us out, offering, offering us their own topics. Um, yeah. Well, what, are we, what, are, what are we on? What are we on tonight, guys? Let's, let's hear it. <sighs> Well, we've we're, talked we're about projections, projections and rankings, all the good stuff. <laughs> nice. So I'm coming. All, all that perfect. stuff that I'm you say, I don't care about that. We've been talking about that. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so how, how are things in Houston? They're great. They're great. We had a really good practice tonight. Um, probably our best practice of the week. And 
um, you know, it's just good getting out there. And uh, it's the first time I've been at Reckling Park here in Rice's campus since um, week three of my freshman year of college. So it's been 17 years since I've been here and a lot of memories from, from that weekend here. And uh, so it was cool. All right. Good deal. Well, we're, we're going to, um, we're, we're going to get you hopefully to bed here pretty quickly. Uh, Cause you guys, all of you have got to be beat after, after the day and the flights and the practice and everything. So we, as always, we appreciate you making time to come in here and talk a little baseball. Um, why don't, why don't you just, um, we, we were actually just kicking the can around a little bit here about Marshall and, and talking about some of the performances and people stepping up. Um, what you just, uh, what you offer everybody your kind of your, your thoughts or your reflections from last weekend against Marshall. Yeah, no, I mean, I thought, um, <clears throat> I thought we got some, some tremendous starts. Uh, I thought we got some tremendous starts and, and it was great seeing, you know, obviously, uh, um, you know, Bryce, Bryce threw well. And, and, um, you know, I know defense defensively, I thought the first two games we, you know, we kind of carried over from the previous weekend, um, you know, and there are some, there were some miscues or some sitting back on balls that we should have come to get gotten, um, you know, but you know, my, my, and I told the team this at the end of the weekend, my overall thought was, and I think we all were in agreement that our level of play picked up as the weekend went. Like I thought our worst game was game one or our next to worst game was game two Our second best game was game three. And I thought our best game, most complete game was game four on the weekend. So, you know, that's certainly promising from the standpoint that, um, you know, typically on four game weekends, your, your gas tank runs down to empty. And I actually thought ours kind of filled up as it went. So I'm hoping that that, you know, carries into this week and, um, it seemed like a tonight of practice and, and the energy that we've had all week. So um, great seeing Spencer Geesing out there, uh, getting his first collegiate start. I mean, gosh, punched out 11 hitters. And, um, you know, to have that, you know, to to, to, you know, to give up a three-run home run there and, to, and then to basically look like you just took a punch to the face and didn't even feel it, and, you know, for a, for a true freshman was pretty cool. So, um, yeah, then, you know, I think the high, one of the highlights of the weekend was probably – Two, two guys really it was Trey Starnes closing it out. Um, you know, I think game two and then starting for us uh, on game four, just, uh, you know, 90 really important pitches between the two outings that he threw. And then Nick Turnbull's four hitless innings out of the bullpen game four, really put a stop on that game. And, um, you know, it was just great to see. I thought Will Butcher swung the bat really well. Austin Knight was Austin Knight. Um, you know, Lou James was Lou James and, and the offense did what it did. It strung, it strung things together and our defense got better as the weekend went. Um, CeeLo's one, you know, CeeLo's one outing was, was electric. Um, Rose's out of the bullpen was electric. So there's a lot of really promising things, I think, coming off of last weekend. Yeah, good stuff. And, you know, see if you, you know, last weekend felt like, it was it was just a very uh, matter of fact, straightforward take care of business weekend. 
There was a job to do. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily flashy or it, it was just very workmanlike. You know, you guys kind of, the guys kind of showed up, rolled up their sleeves and did what they had to do in, in every instance. And it might not necessarily be highlight real stuff every time. Although um, uh, Jake had that, that did have that highlight catch out there in center field. Um, but yeah. Not necessarily always highlight plays, but it was just very, very yeoman, very workmanlike uh, performance all weekend. Well, that's, you know, I mean, I think that's a sign of a good team. I think that's, uh, you know, a really good team is they can, we can find multiple, you know, various kinds of ways to win. We can, we can get out front. We can come from behind. We can, we can go more defensive. We can go more offensive. We can, you know, we can do it on the mound and get stronger in the bullpen as it goes. So, um, you know, we're kind of not we're kind of like kind of pride ourselves in trying to be a Swiss Army knife and not a one trick pony, I guess. Um, and it's a credit to our guys because you know we've got guys that it's not it's usually not the same starting lineup every day. We've got guys coming off the bench and and, and roles and guys moving around. So um, yeah, no, it was the guys understand. The guys understand that they've worked extremely hard to be in the position that we're in. And you know, in a sense I think they they smell it a little bit and they want more of it. So they're, they're hungry for it. So that's, that's the vibe I get right now from our players. Okay, coach. So we, we, we kind of rearranged the show a little bit. We took some things out and, and one of the things we took out was we, we just went without ask coach Woody this week, but yeah. there there's, there's only one thing that people want to know anyway. So we're just, we're just going to cut to the matter. Okay. in, in your baseball career, oh God. how many times have you ever witnessed an umpire threatening to search the inside of a player's pants on a baseball field? This past weekend would have been the first, Nick. First time, first time I've ever, uh, I think, yeah. That's the first time I've ever seen it. Um, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that is what happened, and he 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 threatened to search his pants, didn't he? I mean, well, he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna search, you know. That actually, you know, t- I'll say this, and, and you guys, you guys, you know, will bring up umpires on occasion. I thought last year, last week's umpires, um, Chris, Dave, and Thomas were the three best. I thought they were the three best umpires combined. The crew we've had the entire season. Um, great zones, really professional calls that went against us, you know, like where Spencer missed first base, he missed first base, you know, there's just, um, you know, but then that's, I thought they did a great job and, but Thomas came up, you know, we, we got together like a couple innings later after that incident. And he's like, he said, what do you, what, you know, what do you, what do you think we're supposed to do in that situation? Cause they were like, they, I guess they came together and were talking about it afterwards I said, honestly, just kind of what you guys did, just try to de-escalate it. And, um, if he, you know, if he, if we, if he refuses to give it back, then, you know, we have other cards. Like, it's not like we have one pitch calling card and you know, we have other cards. So we would just never use that one again and call it a day, but, uh, not a big deal. Um, you know, look, I'll say, I'll say this about the incident. Um, players, you know, it, players are extremely competitive and once they get in, once they get in that, that, that competitive state, um, you know, whether, you know, our team, their team, like, you know, it's just different. Like 
you know what I mean? Like they, they're, they're, they're at like, they're, they're at a different place mentally than the coaches and certainly the fans. And, you know, I, I think, I think their catcher was, you know, as much as I, I would, I don't necessarily agree with it. Um, I do understand, I do understand the competitive, you know, will to win that he was, you know, trying to, trying to do, um, I guess. So. I'll say this, Woody, uh, you've made a lot of people very happy because this, I mean, this was in a stadium, like walking to the exit on Sunday. Number one thing everybody's saying is you have got to get him to talk about that. What just happened? <laughs> what in the world? And, and so for anybody that just, just quick recap for anybody that, that, that missed it and was like, what in the world? Cause if you didn't see it, you're like, what are these guys talking about? Uh, basically uh, Jacob Whitley, uh, while during his AB, uh, ran to first and dropped, um, dropped his signal card and yeah. it wound up on the ground and the Marshall catcher picked it up and stuffed it down his pants. I mean, like, like down his pants. I, I swear when he was, he just stuffed down his pants and Jacob realized he didn't have it, came back and said to the guy, Hey, I think you got my signal card. And he basically, from, from what I could tell, went, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what, what lineup guard or what signal guard. Uh, Woody ended up having to come out, get involved. And the catcher was kind of playing coy, like, hey, it's not behind my chest protector. It's not here. It's not there. And then finally, the umpire kind of cocked his head. People were literally yelling from the stands. I don't know if you could hear that, Woody, but but yeah. people were in the stands yelling, it's in his pants. And so finally, finally, the catcher agrees to give it back. And he, I mean, he was, folks, if you can see it, he was, he was, it wasn't like, oh, it's in my belt. I mean, he was, he was forearm deep in his pants, digging this thing out and hands it back to Whitley, which at, at which no, point. No, he, said, no, he, no he, he handed it to me. And I, well, I, he handed I, it to you. You're right. I, I, could, I can, I can assure you that I, I made a trip down the end of the dugout to hand sanitize. Yeah. Ah, well, that was my next thought was like, you just watched a guy go down, go elbow deep in, in the front of his pants, digging something out. And then he hands it to you. And then right. you're like, thank you. Yeah. Uh, which hey. was the whole thing. Just like, and, and to which I said, he does realize that there are multiple sets of those. Right. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but there you go, folks. Y'all wanted to. Y'all said he wouldn't talk about that, and he did. So there it is. We we talked hey, about. Hey, if everybody, if people are gonna, you know, if everyone's gonna stay up this late to to listen us talk about the games and the program, <laughs> and we're gonna be transparent. We're not holding back. <laughs> so you stayed up late and you got to hear about the time that the umpire threatened to search a guy's pants on a baseball field. So. There you go. Yeah, Kevin, you didn't you didn't think you didn't think we'd get that far, did you, Kevin? I did not. I I just enjoying enjoying the story here, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's, let's uh Let's get on the rice. Let's get on the rice. Yeah, let's go to rice. That's that's all that you know. That sums up the weekend. That that's a great way. That's a great spot to leave last weekend. Four game sweep. Took care of business. Workmanlike effort. Going to need another one this weekend. So let's let's go to your 
Charlotte 49ers Grand Slam Club. Look at the week ahead. Uh, big weekend, coach. Lot on the line. Conference seating, um, the East Championship, the number one seed in the league. The Niners have all of that right now. They have to keep winning to keep it. Um, I think one win gets you the East. Um, the number one seed in the tournament is a little more complicated. I think you got a one and a half game lead with four to play. So uh, that is going to that that's going to take a little more time to shake out. But um, we, You've got a Rice team that's starting to kind of get it figured out and, and, and play its best ball of the year. But, you know, you guys talk about whenever uh, – all season long when we talk about, um, you know, you always say, you know, Nick, these are not the goals we talk about. These are not the goals we talk about. Well, winning the East, getting the number one seed, those are probably things you talk about, right? Honestly, not really. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, really, to, to, to be – I mean, the things we talk about is we want to play on – and you've heard me say it before. We, we want to play on – we want to play on ESPN in June. You know, like we want to – and we want to win in June. So, you know, we're still in May. Um, but it's cool – you know, what's cool is that the way we're playing, you know, the way we played in April and March and February and we're playing now, then, you know, we're putting in our posi- – we're putting ourselves in a position to do that. So, um, I know it's it's – you know, but there, there's, you know, there's really not, there's really not like, you know, we don't, we don't have it on a bolt on a board, like, or anything anywhere else. Like, you know, let's win the East or let's win the regular season. It's, it's honestly not like that. It's really just like trying to be as good as we can each and every day, um, which is boring, but that's honestly how we go about it. I, you know what? You sold me. Thanks. You sold me. I'm on board. You got me. All right. So uh, looks like um, where where it is now, and and there was uh, maybe a slight error in a in a tweet we put out earlier today on starting rotation. But uh, coach, looks like you're going with uh, with, with the pretty much the same setup from from last weekend as far as McGowan, Geesing, and Lindsey, uh, and spot four TBD. Yeah, no, that's the plan. Um, you know, we're we're flipping. I think we're you know we're flipping Andrew and, and, and Goose, just going a little more right, left, right. <clears throat> um, you know, we think uh, you know we're gonna kind of want to see their lineup three times, you know, three games, and then make a decision on kind of how we want to attack Game Four, um, and also don't want to hold a pitcher back that we think that can help us win one of the first three games. Um, you know, similar to Trey Starnes, right? Like if we had held Trey Starnes out for Game Four. Um, last weekend, we wouldn't have had him to help us win game two. So, you know, kind of similar, similar approach this weekend. And you said, you said you guys were going to get to Morosis early out of the pen and you did, uh, I thought he pitched well in both of his appearances. Um, you got to get to win one of the games as well. So, um, how do you think he's uh, adjusting to his, I guess, a newer, newer role? I mean, I think I love the way he looks coming out of the bullpen. I really do. I mean, he's he's got a little easy. He's a little bit more of a sprinter versus a distance runner, and he's got kind of that um, coming right at you look to him. Um, I just I just really liked it. Uh, you know, he I thought he I, I mean he came in he throwing ninety five mile an hour turbo sinkers, and you know I know he botched that that. PFP, but after that, he was pretty darn good. 
and made it, got a huge punch out second and third, I think, on a 94-mile-an-hour heater, and he was up to 96-6, basically 97 out of the pen. And um, I thought he looked great. So be, I think, you know, as we're getting closer and closer to postseason and tournament time, you know, we've, I think we've started we've started nine different pitchers on the season. We've had seven pitchers close out the last, you know, save opportunities. So, you know, I just think we're, we're getting even more looks now at, at, at some things and things are starting to fall in place. How we really want to, we want them for the stretch run. Coach, what, uh, what do fans need to be looking for out of Marshall starting tomorrow at two o'clock? Out of, out of rice. I mean, Marshall. Yes. I, I'm. I got Marshall on the brain over the last weekend. What do fans <laughs> need to look for starting tomorrow at two o'clock out of Rice? It's another Rice. older. It's another older lineup. It's another older, older group of guys that, that have, have have a lot of Conference USA innings under their belt. They just took three on the road at UAB. Um, you know, Coach Braga is you know really really good coach that I've I've gotten to know really well the last year and a half. Um, great guy, really tough. Um, you know, he coached, he coached that Tennessee tech team that won 50 some odd games was in a super regional. So, um, you know, we, you know, they're playing their best ball right now. And we got a couple of guys, uh, Kate Edwards and Bradley, uh, needing with that, that got legit juice that we're going to have to really make pitches against. Um, you know, that they, they, they field the ball well. Um, you know, I think if, I think it's going to boil down to really if we can, we can limit our, you know, limit our mistakes defensively, play clean ball, um, you know, limit the free passes. And I think that one of the biggest thing offensively, I think if we can, um, you know, stay in the strike zone and not, not get impatient out of the strike zone and make them come into the strike zone, then, you know, I think, you know, we'll, we'll be in the positions that we want to be in over the course of the games. If we get if we get out of the strike zone and chase a little bit more, and we um, we play defense more like games one and two last week versus three and four, you know, then we're gonna have our work cut out for us. Coach, uh, it's, it's been a few weeks since we asked you about uh, uh, an injury report. Is there anything you can tell us on that front uh, this week? Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it's we're we're closer with McCabe. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, we're not gonna. We'll be without Dom um, this weekend, but we'll, we're closer to McCabe being back in there. You know, we just we want to make sure. You know, anytime we we bring a guy back from um, from being on the DL, we just want to make sure he's ready. So we'll see how he feels tomorrow, and um, if it makes sense to get him in there, we will. If it doesn't, then then we won't. So um, just kind of day to day now, which is a good thing because you know previously he was out, and we're getting closer. Did notice that uh, last weekend he had, he had been wearing a boot. He's out of that, and he was moving around. Um, I mean, before he had, I mean, frankly, he was limping before, and that seems to have gone away. So he's getting around good. So um, everything looks good uh, as far as that goes. And I think I think you're right. I mean, at, at this point in the season, I mean, it's it's what's coming next. That's what what you want him for, right? I mean, that's that's the goal. Yeah, there's just you know, there's that that fine line of um, you know making sure that you're putting guys in position to be successful, right? Like you you don't you don't want to put a guy in there that's not ready and 
Um, you know, we have the nice thing about the great thing about our team is we do, we have depth and, and we've got guys that are ready. And, um, you know, again, um, David McCabe's a special player. We all know that. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we want to make sure he's okay. We want to make sure he's ready to get back in there and we want to make sure that he is, um, getting better and better versus, you know, putting him in a position for a setback. So, um, you know, we're getting closer. He's a big piece of the puzzle. We all know that. They did, uh, the, the schedule got moved around. Uh, so, so we are starting at two o'clock, um, tomorrow. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy Touchstone's chiming in. What's that, Kev? Eastern time, right? Yeah, two, two Eastern. Uh, Jimmy says that he has a two, two o'clock doctor's appointment on his Outlook calendar. Um, I'm assuming he means he just put a work, a doctor's appointment on his work calendar so that he can't be bothered. So Dr. Dr. Touchstone is in. I think that's what you mean, Jimmy. And Jimmy, if it means that you have a uh if you have a doctor's appointment on your calendar just cancel it you look like a healthy guy you'll be fine but i think you're meaning that you've put one on your calendar um let's see hutch oh this is this is actually a good question um hutch is raising a a a, a good point here i'm assuming you're talking about the conference tournament hutch um what he wants to know if you get to bring the entire team to louisiana or is there a travel roster? Yeah, we've got we have a travel roster for for Conference USA and and for NCAA tournaments. Okay, so you got you've got a, a a limited amount of roster spots for to travel spots to go to whether and it's I'm assuming it's the same whether it's Rice or Conference tournament it's the same same amount. Right. Yeah. It's it's and because of COVID it's thirty. Thirty. Okay. Do you remember? Do you remember the time? I think it was ODU. I think it was ODU. Um, we played. They had to forfeit a game because they played a guy that was not on their travel roster. Yeah. And they beat us. And then after the game, they had to forfeit because they didn't have a guy. He wasn't on the travel roster. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, that that was Sorry, one of those things that happened. Yeah. Yeah, that was much more, much more likely to happen when you're the home team, um, because you have everybody in, in the dugout. And then when you're on the road, we you know we only leave campus with 30 players who are with 30 on the travel roster. So much more likely to have a slip up on something like that when you're at home. And I, I think it was at ODU, I, I believe. Yeah. So good question, Hutch. hadn't hadn't thought about that. Great question. Um, so let's see. You got two p.m. tomorrow, and Jimmy has uh, confirmed he's he's put a, a doctor's appointment on his calendar for two o'clock tomorrow. So that's good. Uh, Saturday doubleheader starting at two o'clock again. So that second game somewhere in the neighborhood of, of five o'clock, uh, and then Sunday at one. Um, and I I know it is going to be on Conference USA TV. They usually have pretty good. Um, pretty good setup uh, at Rice for for Conference USA TV, as I recall. So that should look good. If you've got a Conference USA TV subscription, you can listen to Sean for free, which uh, I would suggest that even if you do have a Conference USA subscription and you watch the game, um, listen to Sean with it and then like sync it up pretty close and then get Sean's call with 
with them. No offense to the, the Rice broadcasters, but they're not going to tell you what you want to hear. So check out Sean along with uh, with the broadcast on Conference USA TV. Um, so you you mentioned this before, and I, I think you're going to this is going to be a case of you reiterating what you just said. You've called like your key your key thing, like for the last three or four weeks. And you've been right every time. Um, I think you went with clean defensive play again. Is that the key for this weekend? Is that what you're going with? Yeah, um, uh, I think that's really important. Um, it's it really it trickles down. It almost cost us last weekend because it, you know, it, it drove McGowan, you know, McGowan, Bryce should have thrown seven or eight innings in his start, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, with some, some defensive miscues, we probably gave him at least three more outs. And, you know, so instead of him going seven or eight, then we had to go to Moroza's in the seventh, and then we had to go to Lothus in the eighth. And so we throw we throw CeeLo the eighth and the ninth where, you know, we really should have probably only used one reliever for one inning. And, you know, we were able to manage it over the course of the weekend. But, you know, it's just it, there's a big there's a big ripple effect, in my opinion, when as a team, we don't, you know, when one, when we you know, allow free bases because, you know, our opponent batting average is low. Uh, I think it's the lowest in Conference USA, or at least it was. We strike out a lot of guys. I think we lead Conference USA in strikeouts. So, you know, it's tough to you – know, our pitching staff is proven to be tough to hit and tough to put in play. So if we can – if we can pitch in a manner in which we don't give them free bases, make them hit to beat us, and then when they do put the ball in play, we secure it um, – you know, that's when we're at our best. And it's easier, you know, of course, a lot of teams are, but, you know, we're capable of, we're capable of, of, um, you know, pitching and defense, pitching it and defending it at a higher level than maybe we have the last two weeks. So, yeah, if we do that better, um, I think good things will happen. And I think, again, you know, just, um, you know, I think, um, um, just I'm kind of looking here. I mean, you know, I think Rice's pitchers have thrown 401 innings on the year and they've punched out 380. And typically when a pitching staff is, uh, they don't walk a whole lot of guys, but when they, you know, if, if they're punching out less than one an inning, you know, typically that means that, that you're, you know, you're, they're going to, they're going to, you know, um, you're going to have the ability to put the, you know, the bat on the ball. Um, whereas like, I think we've punched out 60 or 70 more, than innings pitch. So, um, uh, so, you know, I think if we can, if, if we can do a good job of not chasing out of the strike zone and, and waiting on good pitches to hit and being disciplined, then yeah, I think, I think good things can happen, but you know, rice is rice is playing a good brand of ball right now there. You know, I think they might be the ninth seed. I haven't, I haven't really locked in on that, but I think they might be the ninth seed coming into the weekend. And, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this is their senior. Day. This is their senior weekend. This is their last home weekend series. So, you know, basically mentally and physically preparing for, you know, dogfight tomorrow, two Saturday, and dogfight Sunday. Will you? I, 
we, we talked about this. This is actually what we were talking about, right, as you were coming in, Coach. Um, are you going to miss these four-game weekends? Um, <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, I mean, I love our – you know, I'm going to miss the fact that, you know, we're in the dugout a lot with our with this group of guys, and that's fun. Um, you know, but it's – I mean, four games, it's just a lot. You know, it's just, it's just a lot. You know, you start getting into student athlete welfare and the number of hours that we're at the field each day, you know, it's, it's a lot, um, on these guys and I get them so much credit for how they've held up and how, you know, how they've competed. And, um, you know, there's been times where, they've fallen behind in game three and they could have let up and they haven't, you know, it's just there. It's, it's, it's a very resilient group of guys. Um, but no, I, I think, I think it'll be nice getting back to three game series. If, and when we can, we can do that. To, to your point, yeah, look, um, go, ahead. Go, go ahead, Ken. Yeah, I think uh, it looked good on paper before the season, uh, but after that first weekend, I was ready to move back to three games. Um, but it, it, on the positive side, we did talk about, uh, I think it's made Conference USA teams tougher for, for tournament play and regional play. Um, so there's some positives for the four game weekends, but uh, I'll be, yeah. be glad to be done with it. Yeah, I mean, look, it's hard to it's hard to deny. You know, I mean, um, you know, our team seems to like the four game series. You know, uh, just you know, based off of how we've we've done to this point up until this point. Um, you know, and it's hard to deny what Conference USA is doing as a league. I mean, you know, we're looking like a four-bid league, if not even five. I mean, if, you know, if, if, a, if you know, a team like FAU or, or any any others, you know, win the conference tournament, then, you know, we could have five Conference USA teams in the NCAA tournament. And, our, you know, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. It's great. Yeah, the uh... – just in case fans were curious, um, what what it does look like is um, Middle Tennessee right now would hold the eighth spot with ten wins. Uh, FIU and Rice and UAB all have nine wins. They have different losses because some there's some games missing. So FIU is nine and seventeen. Rice is nine eighteen and one. UAB is nine and nineteen. But just going off the wins, you've got Middle Tennessee at ten, and then three schools at nine. Three teams at nine. Uh, middle and FIU are playing each other, I believe. So they're going to kind of, you know, th- that's an interesting dynamic right there on the on the cutoff line. Uh, Rice obviously has us, and then UA- UAB is is in Huntington, hanging out at the YMCA this weekend. Um, so that's you know that's going to be an interesting dynamic to watch uh, watch all weekend long. Um, in addition to to what you know, what's going on up at the top of the standings. So really, I mean, that kind of speaks to what you're talking about is uh, the, the, not only the quality of the league, but the depth of the league, because we, we've got one weekend left and, and there's really only one team out of it. I mm-hmm. mean, as far as getting an opportunity to play for a championship, um, there's only one team that's not going to, that we know is not going to get a chance to play for championship. So it's, it's, there's a lot of teams that can, can, can put some wins together in this league. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh I've, I've enjoyed it. It's been really my first look at, at conference USA and, and I mean, geez, it's uh there are some, certainly some legit lineups and, and teams and some really good arms. And, um, 
you know, I just, the coaches in the league just haven't gone through COVID and, you know, almost weekly zooms. It's, it's, it's been great getting to know those guys. And, and, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a really, really strong baseball league. I mean, there's no let up whatsoever. I mean, I mean, we very easily could have lost the first two games of our series last year, last weekend. You know, I mean, there's just, you know, you've got to, you've got to scratch and claw for everything you get. Yeah. So, you know, we could, we, we talked a little bit about, um, about hosting scenarios. We're not, we're not going to get into that with you tonight or any of that good stuff. Let's play the weekend. We, we, we kicked that can around before you came in and, uh, and, and talked about, not only did we talk about uh, Gastonia, we talked about Guam as well. You'll have to go listen to the replay to find out what that means, but we did. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's time to get guys. I, I think it's time to get coach Woody, like maybe some rest because uh, the, he, he's going to be on an, an abbreviated schedule tomorrow, getting to the ballpark. What time are you guys getting to the ballpark tomorrow? Um. I think we take BP at 1130 uh, central time. So uh, we'll probably stretch, we'll stretch at 11. We'll probably get to the ballpark at, you know, 1040, 1045. Yeah. Wow. That's, I mean, that's for a Friday. I mean, that's a pretty early schedule, but I know know, it'll be fun. Especially now that exams are over, right? (laughs) Yeah. Our guys are fired up. Our guy, our guys excited just to play baseball. So, um, it's a great time of year. Well, I'm going to, uh, I will, I'm going to add one more thing in here before we wrap this up uh, a little bit, a little bit of uh, diamond Niners and Charlotte baseball uh, uh, trivia, if you will. Okay. 10 years ago today, I believe we were, we were playing 10 years ago today. And I think we were at Rhode Island. Is that right, Kevin? Were we at Rhode Island? Do you remember this? That, that time was a little fuzzy to me. That time was a little fuzzy. The reason that time's a little fuzzy is because 10 years ago today, I know we were playing because Kevin's oldest son, Dylan Harward, was born 10 years ago today, and the world found out about his arrival via Charlotte Baseball radio broadcast because we <laughs> – Dylan Harward's birth <laughs> was announced via Charlotte baseball radio broadcast. So that's why I know that was 10 years ago today. I'm, I'm pretty sure we were at Rhode Island. So Dylan, you better not be listening. You better be in bed because it's 10 after 11, but happy birthday, buddy. 10 years old today, Dylan Harward. So pretty cool. Pretty cool deal. Now let's see. What is this here? Uh <laughs> Hey, okay, this is Sean. Sean Fox is, is chiming in. Has Woody ever been to Tony's? I'm assuming you mean Tony's ice cream in, in Gastonia, Sean. I, I think that's what he's asking. About. Woody, have you ever been to Tony's ice cream in Gastonia? I, th- I think that's the question from Sean. I haven't. I'll, I'll, I'll crush some Jennies, but, I, but I, haven't, I haven't been to Tony's. I, I got to be honest with you. It's it's kind of an institution in my family. I mean, nice. that's it's kind of a Kevin producer Brad. Either one of y'all been to Tony's ice cream? Uh, I have not. No, I have not. But I'm ready hope, to try. Hope to visit soon, though. Hope to visit soon. Yeah. So, Sean, I, I'm pretty sure I got your question right, Sean. That uh, I'm the only one here that's been to Tony's. I'm assuming Sean has. So, um, 
when when we host in Gastonia, folks, you come over to Tony's and hang out with me and Sean, and and eat um, like butter pecan ice cream or or cherry walnut or something like that. It's, it's pretty good stuff. So we'll be doing that. Man, I'm in on it. <laughs> I, you know what? If if I'm at Tony's in the near future, you're going to be a bit busy. Well, I'll save you some. All right, Coach. Let's get you out of here. Give us, give us your last thoughts. Give Niner Nation thought the the last the, the last word on the series before we jump on rice. Yeah, no, I mean, I just uh, again, I can't, I can't reiterate how special last weekend was for um, getting to honor our our 2021 graduates and our 2021 seniors after everything that we missed um, and they missed last year. And you know, we had we. You know, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that we also, you know, there's a few guys that were on last year's team that were, you know, that, that moved on, um, you know, Patrick Wheeler, for example, and Spencer Ard, for example, and Ethan Earhart and, and, and others, um, you know, that were on, on previous, you know, on the 2020 team uh, that was, was canceled. And uh, it was just so great seeing all of our players' families and seeing our players, um, our graduates receive the recognition they deserved. Um, they've been, I can't imagine you know, being a, uh, a college student going through the pandemic, but, uh, it does feel as though that we're coming out on the other side right now. And, and last weekend was a big part of that, getting to honor those guys and, and, um, getting to, you know, post game after Marshall left, being able to you know, take some photos with families and those types of things, those special, those moments are special. And I know our whole coach and staff really enjoyed it and appreciated that. So we were very appreciative of all the the families that um, that made the effort to be there. And um, for those who couldn't, hopefully can be there next weekend when we play Wilmington. All right. And, and that was, uh, Sean says that we'll do post-game press conferences at Tony's Ice Cream. So I'm all for it. That's a way to combine it all. So, okay, good deal. You're on, Sean. We're there. All right, folks. That's going to do it for us. It's time to go jump on rice. Don't forget, we love hearing from you, which you folks are getting really good about uh, about getting questions to us. Heck, you're 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 getting your questions to us in the stands, particularly if somebody is sticking their hand down their pants. That gets your attention, apparently. So we love hearing from you guys. Feel free to reach out, social media, in person, in the stands, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Let's keep this thing called Niner Baseball going and going. Big weekend. All right, folks, we're out. Time for a four-game series. Time to, hey, time to go clinch a championship. How about that, folks? Let's go get that done this weekend. So until next time, we'll see you guys at the Hayes. Go Niners.